welcome to TGIF with Courtney. I'm your host, Courtney Stone, and today we're joined by a great guest, Brandon Cobb. Brandon, how are you today? Hey, Courtney, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I'm really excited to hear your story. So why don't we just jump right in and why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. So currently I'm a local builder and developer here in Middle Tennessee and uh, wasn't always that way. I got my start back roughly seven, six, seven years ago. I was doing medical device sales and loved that industry, worked really hard to break into it. Um, I was doing primarily shoulder and knees. So I would work with doctors who were in sports medicine. So we primarily worked on the older demographic and then athletes who had had some kind of injuries. So I was in there helping out with ACLs, labral tears, rotator cuff tears. And um, just one day my boss sat me down and let me go. It was a complete shock to me. I, I wasn't expecting that. And, uh, you know, I just gotten this uh, like fancy sales report, you know, six months prior for the year. Uh, you know, I thought I was doing a really good job. And really, that was the defining moment for me where I realized that nobody was going to take care of me except me. That no matter how loyal you are to a company or an organization, especially a big one, it's no hard feelings. They've got to do what they got to do. And, you know, this was the case. And so I was looking for another path. Uh, I had always done a really good job of living below my means. So I wasn't scrambling for a paycheck. Uh, always lowered my costs, live under what I could afford, didn't buy anything crazy. So I had a little bit of excess cash sitting around. I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to give myself a six-month time frame. I can do some kind of entrepreneurial thing and make some money myself in six months, then boom, let's, let's rock and roll. So I think it was December 8th. And uh, I think I still celebrate June 8th to this day every year because that's when I anniversary of when I got fired. Uh, so I started, uh, I think I had a motivational blog. Uh, I was a big Tony Robbins fan. I was like, I want to do that. And uh, I had a, I started doing real estate kind of on the side. It wasn't the main thing. I was building a course to help people break into medical device sales. And real estate sort of the first thing that took off. Started networking, going to a lot of events. Uh, met who is now still my business partner at one of those meetups. We're the only two guys to show up. There's a very big synergy there. And uh, by December 8th, we had uh, you know made $30,000, $40,000 on our first flip and just completely reinvested those profits back into the organization. So we just dumped a bunch of money on marketing. Uh, I like to kind of point to that scene off Batman where the Joker slides down a big pile of money and then takes the gasoline and lights it on fire. And that's what we were doing with marketing just to get deal flow in. And so that really got us on our feet. And we just kept reinvesting the profits back into the business, hiring people, joining masterminds, hiring high-end coaches, trying to get around people who were doing what we're doing. And uh, you know, long story short, fast forward when you, put that kind of reinvestment back in the company over a five, six year period. You know, here we are doing roughly 40, 50 builds a year. We're hoping we can do 80 next year. And uh, we've been really, really excited about it. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Congratulations. Also, um, I'm glad you, yeah, you kind of pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. And when life didn't necessarily hand you a great opportunity, you made it into one and started your own company. And that's, I mean, amazing. And just the capital raising groups too. I know you're in Raise Masters. That's how you met Adam. Is there any other ones that you've helped, helped grow your capital raising skills or is Raise Masters the number one? <laughs> yeah, great question. This one's specific to, to raising capital. So I haven't joined any that were 
focused on that specifically, but I was in a, another one headed up by Bill Allen called Seven Figure Flipping. That's how I, you know, cut my teeth, got my start in house flipping. That mastermind really helped me grow, really helped me scale. Uh, very introductory to raising money, but the stuff that they teach in that, it works. And so I'd actually raised you know, a few million dollars before I joined Raise Masters, uh, you know, with the help of a lot of people that were in that group. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations for that, too. That's amazing. And it sounds like, yeah, a lot of the driving motivation behind you starting your own company was kind of, yeah, realizing that you're in charge of your own financial freedom in the world, then you kind of had to put your own best foot forward, because yeah, a lot of people aren't necessarily looking out for you they're looking out for their own interests which is not right. always the best thing but understandable because if we can't have our own interests at heart then it's not going to work out for you but I, I love the the 180 that you kind of had with your life and you just went in a completely different direction that's really inspiring I think to a lot of people that it shows that you're not just tied to one industry or one job or one field you can really branch out like that and I think that's, yeah, that's amazing. Is there any other motivational thing? It sounds like the financial freedom was kind of your really big push, like security. You know, it's not even about, you know, financial freedom. I don't know that I'll ever stop working. To me, I just like having fun doing different stuff. You know, we, we did a lot of flipping, uh, flipping specific to house flipping. You know, we, we kind of got our teeth doing some wholesaling. That was fun. You know, and after a while, you kind of master something You're like, well, what's the next thing? You know, right now we're into land development, building new construction. Uh, we like to swim to the blue oceans. Right. So we, we probably won't build and do new construction forever. I'm sure at some point, if the market tells us this is oversaturated and it's becoming too risky, then we might pivot into something else. You know, we got into commercial last year. We're trying to figure out where those blue oceans are and make sure that we continue swimming to those blue oceans. So uh, our biggest, um, I guess, uh, advantage is, you know, we're, we're a nimble company. We're not some huge organizations. We can pivot very quickly. So the way I stay motivated is I'm always hunting for those ways to grow and get better. And it's it's constantly changing, you know, the needs of what you want to get out of your life are constantly growing and changing, you know, um, this is very evident, you know, the older population, what do they want to do, you know, retired, they want to see their grandkids, they want to see their family, right, they want to kind of invest in the younger generation, so your priorities are going to shift in life, so I think making sure that you're constantly growing is a great way to stay motivated, another is keeping the tough times in the back of your head when things get easy and they get complacent you know maybe you experience some level of success make sure you remember all the heartache uh, that you went through not just in business do it in your relationships too right if you've got uh, you know if you're happily married uh, remember all those crappy relationships you were in I think it's important to really remember the past don't live in the past because living in the present is by far the best thing you can do for yourself but I think it's very important to take a tactical pause every now and then in each area of your life and look back and appreciate all the rough times because without those rough times you can't appreciate the good times that's a great way to stay motivated that's that's an amazing answer. I think it it does keep you humble to look in the past like you're talking about. Yeah, don't dwell on it, obviously, but you learn from it, you grow from it. Like the past is what made you who you are today. And that's an amazing, that's amazing motivator that you kind of just put into your daily life. And yeah, it, it sounds like you already have a very strong head on your shoulders and you're not getting 
very egotistical from success. You're actually just learning and staying very grateful for what you had to go through. And I think that's a great thing that people should really learn to do as well. Sometimes people just want to repress those thoughts or just the experiences they've had, but they're all learning experiences. And I think that's everyone can take away from something like from a failure or a bad experience to grow mm-hmm. better in the future. So awesome. I agree 100%. They're important. They are. They are. I completely agree. So again, amazing motivators, like very drive, like big drivers in your life. So do you have any um, kind of daily habits or motivators that you take in throughout your work week and kind of structure yourself? So you're ready, you're on the go, like you're going at the grind like what keeps you going every day do you have like a checklist or like do you meditate some people do a lot of different things yeah there's a lot there so we, we can talk about some of maybe the macro stuff some of the, the holistic bigger picture stuff that kind of builds into my schedule and then you know some of the micro stuff so we'll kind of go top down so I think it's really important to one figure out your vision right where do you want to go where are you headed and then reverse engineer that down into quarterly goals. We call them rocks. So everyone on our team, you know, we got a yearly goal, but we cut it into fours and said, hey, we need to hit these metrics in three months in order to hit that. So everyone's got these quarterly rocks and those quarterly metrics are broken down into weekly actions. So I've got weekly actions that are, this is you know, referring specifically to business that I need to hit. I've got a certain number of phone calls I got to make, some con- content that I got to produce, people that I have to hire, capital that I have to raise in order for me to fulfill my obligations to the organization. So those bigger holistic views kind of feed into those daily routines. Now, for me personally, I've worked out four or five times a week for the past 13, 14 years. Uh, that'll continue to be my rock. No matter what happens, I've got to get my work out of it. And that's what grounds me every week. It's my belief that if you're physically strong, then you're mentally strong and you can operate on a higher level. I make sure that I take the time every single morning to kind of do myself. You won't see me wake up and just start working. I like an hour to me. That might be to just chill, have breakfast, uh, watch a funny video read something. I really like to just have a calm morning before the phone starts blowing up and it's crazy. Uh, A neat little ninja trick I discovered here a few months ago was uh, on uh, my phone, I could turn the notifications where only a few people could get to me. So what that did was I used to use do not disturb, but the problem is it locks out your mom, your brother, your your, your fiance, all these important people, which is a no-no, your business partner, all these people that need to get through. But a cool little uh, ninja trick I discovered, I didn't know this was there, but you could actually set certain people that it would allow through to reach you. So all the other distracting phone calls you get every single day that tear you away and break your focus, those no longer happen, but People such as my, uh, you know, my employees in my business, my strategic partners, my family, they can get in touch with me. So I make sure I have that notification turned on pretty much all day. That way my phone is not controlling me. I'm controlling my phone. I'm able to turn it on. I'm like, all right, where are the missed phone calls? And then go from there. Um, I like to read. I'm a big fan of reading stuff that's very relevant to what is currently going on in my life. So I used to read just for the sake of reading and I got turned off by that so now I'm focused on content that's specific to kind of what I'm trying to achieve in this day and age 
and uh, I make sure I do a, a weekly, uh, you know, date night. Uh, I think that's very important. Um, not a daily activity, but planning that out each week takes time. Sometimes time you have to commit to daily. So that would probably be a good sum of um, some of the habits that I do every single day. That's great. I'm definitely going to use that ninja trick. Also the saying ninja trick. I love that. But with the phone, I know people text you all the time. You get notifications from so many different apps now that are always trying to get your attention and it's very distracting from work. I think that's <laughs> definitely a, a keeper in the tool belt of things to keep you motivated. That's great. I haven't heard that one yet. And I love the date night idea, like building that in too. That's amazing. Um, this kind of goes into my next question, but you obviously are a busy guy, you have a busy schedule and you take that time out. So do you do that during the work week as well? Or do you mostly keep your time to yourself for the weekends? Or do you let work sometimes go into the weekends, which isn't necessarily the best? Do you want that family time more? Yeah, it's a great question. So it's a fluid environment, right? Uh, you know, I try to, I took 60 days off last year from work, kind of sporadic, um, you know, a little more time to myself. There's some weeks I might have to kill it and, you know, work Saturday or Sunday. I don't have to, but I really love what I do. A lot of times it doesn't feel like work when I'm working. I really enjoy what I do. So here's the thing. You can work forever. There's, there's no end to it. I mean, you can keep growing and keep making as much money as you want. There's no end. So you've got to figure out pockets to insert the date nights, right? If something is going on in your life where you can't iron out three hours on a Tuesday or Thursday to go have a nice dinner or go do something fun or go through a walk at the park or a hike, I'd suggest you have a pretty good, you need a pretty good overhaul of what's going on because that's going to be very, living like that's got to be bad. I couldn't imagine living like that. So, um, yeah, I haven't struggled with it. It's just something that you got to iron out the time and make it happen. I mean, that's very commendable because a lot of people don't find that necessarily the family and work balance. They kind of let some things overshadow their personal life. And then you might have work, like you said, always. But when you get home, like <laughs> you kind of need to make sure that's also a happy growing healthy environment too as well I think they go hand in hand like if you're happy in your home life you're usually happy in your work life not always but if you're happy in your work life sometimes it's a trade-off and I think it's that balance that people really need to find and grow from too because your family's always going to be with you and significant other so that's that's amazing that you do that do you guys that's have correct. nobody's gonna die wishing they'd have more money this is true <laughs> Um, so do you have any special date night ideas that you guys always do? Or is it like you change it up, like you said, or do you have like, a oh, I change it up. I like to do new stuff. I'm a foodie. I love going to new restaurants. If I go to a restaurant, I'm ordering appetizers, a few entrees. Like I, I made sure to budget in like really nice dinners. I like to try all the food and all the stuff. So everything is different. I'm always looking for unique, fun ways. Uh, I'm what Jamie, my fiance, likes to do and what she's interested in. So uh, I'm always, always mixing it up. Nice. Well, congratulations on your impending marriage. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, what's your what's your favorite food? Just to ask. Now I'm curious if you had all this experience with restaurants. <laughs> Oh man, I like steak. So I've got, I've got one of my expensive hobbies. I don't have many hobbies, but I like to buy really nice steaks. So I'll buy like Wagyu, Picanha, 
really, really nice marbled steaks. I got a prime rib that I had bought and brought for a Christmas dinner, like a really good prime rib. There's this whole other world of really nice, like Japanese steak, all the Wagyu stuff. I, uh, I got a smoker for Christmas. I'm going to be trying to smoke in some meat. So I love steak. Nice. I completely agree. That's my favorite food. And I've tried Wagyu once and it was amazing. The marbled meat is delicious. It's just so tender. So that's just a little fun fact that I wanted to know. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to wind it down a little bit. So like you kind of already touched on this. What's your best way to unwind when you do find those pockets of time for yourself? I know you said workout. Is that do you weight train? Do you like cardio? Do you, do you really get into your head during it and just, or do you put an audio book on too? Like, how do you get yourself motivated to kind of relax as well? Yeah, I mean, towards the end of the night, my workouts are usually in the morning or it allows me a break in the afternoon. So I don't use them to wind down. I kind of use them sort of like a reset, right? Sort of clear my head a little bit. But at night when I'm winding down, turning the phone off, cooking dinner, I'm a big cook. Uh, I love cooking food. Uh, when you're cooking and you're doing stuff, it's impossible to think about other things, right? Because you're so focused on preparing all these things and trying to get the timing right on cooking. It's the hardest thing about cooking is getting everything done at the same time. So I love to cook. I like to just sit and chill on the couch um, with my fiance uh, and just talking with her, right? Just sitting down, enjoying ourselves, going on walks. We've got a little road. We neighbors see us out all the time. We go on like a walk and just talk and hang out. So that's usually how I unwind at night. Um, I'll watch some like funny YouTube videos. I think laughing before you go to bed every night is really important. Uh, I just think it's really healthy uh, mentally and cognitively. So YouTube, we sit down on the couch, we'll watch some funny YouTube videos or some just interesting kind of get lost in the, the whole rabbit hole of uh, all of the what is it called? The uh, attention suck videos is, I guess, how I'd kind of put it. And uh, yeah, that's a couple of things we like to do to sort of unwind at the end of the night. I like that a lot. I'm also huge on cooking. I like to consider myself a bit of not a master chef, but hopefully getting there one day. No, but I, I agree. I'm always doing like 20 things at once. And then it's always pushed back like 20 minutes, the deadline. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, just, just hold on for me. But uh, I love that. And I think it's a great way. You really can't think about anything else. You think about the recipes and chopping stuff and then cooking it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's a million things. I love that. And yep. yeah, great stuff. I love the, the fiance kind of you work her into your schedule a lot and appreciate the time and stuff too I think that's really important again yeah. it's important to be in the moment right I talked about being in the present you know touched on past and kind of keeping those things at the forefront of your mind but being present I don't know anyone ever gone to a I don't know an event or a family event or a date and like you're just not there you're there but you're not there there's a really good book I think called the power of now I forget who the author is but he talks about living in the present and there was a pretty good quote I don't know if I heard it from someone in that book but I'm going to butcher this quote and it's probably going to be a little bit wrong but he said something along the lines of if you're living in the past you're regretting and if you're living in the future you're worrying and until I read that book I didn't realize how much time I spent in like the past it's crazy so try to be a little bit more present. That was important to me. And so that's what I try to do when I'm with family and when I'm unwinding with uh, Jamie every night. 
That's, that's great. I'm definitely going to read that book. I think that's an amazing point because you only have, you live your life moment to moment, even though people don't realize it, they are kind of going back and forth between what they have to do. So that's the future. And then, oh, how have they done something bad in the past or how, like what's, what happened that they're not necessarily fully over. And that kind of takes away, yeah, from the actual moments that you're spending and appreciating where you are now too and how far you've come from the past even though it's kind of looking on the past but yeah just like taking every moment and making it special because you can't get those moments back and I think that's really important nice I'm definitely reading that book <laughs> yeah well yeah no. hopefully it has an impact on you I guarantee it probably will I <laughs> guarantee it well, thank you so much. I just have one more question for you just to kind of little wind it down a little bit more and a little fun question. So what's your favorite song or podcast that you'll be like blasting this weekend once Friday's over, everything's packed away, even though I know work never ends, but what's one song that kind of just like motivates you or podcast <laughs> right now? Oh man, I've got a now motivation and what I'm currently listening to are two different things. What do you want? You want the motivational list or do you want like a current song that's stuck in my head? I want fun. I want fun. What's stuck in your head right now? Man, that ghost song by Justin Bieber. I was listening to it last night and I'm like, God, it's such a good song. It is stuck in my head. That is probably what I'll be listening to this weekend. Nice. Nice. I love that. That's a twist. I usually get some other stuff. That's I, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Brandon. It was great talking to you and hearing your story and all your motivators. Really appreciate your time. And yeah, that's the podcast, TJF with Courtney. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Courtney.